Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and you're very welcome to this week's podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. Coming up on this week's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Logan Paul fight, plus I'll be discussing the Gooch and what what's the point of the Gooch? What's it doing there? And on top of that, I'm going to be talking a small bit about Michael Jackson because I've recently been reading his autobiography and it's a bloody good book. All that and more. Plus, I'll be also answering an agony uncle question. So please do stick around. I'd also like to thank everybody on Patreon for supporting this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I truly, truly do appreciate it. And I just want to say that it's, you know, it's what keeps me doing this podcast. So thank you very much. And a big shout out to Golden Big Jambons for their support. Your lovely, delicious jambons continue to rock my world. Delicious, fresh taste from your own freezer. Very tasty indeed. Hello, everybody, and thank you very much for joining me. And welcome to the Own Colin podcast. I hope you're doing well. Big news this week. Pubs have finally opened again, although you have to uh, be outside. You can't be inside drinking pints. You have to be outside in the fucking sunby. That's in Ireland. Wherever else in the across the world, I don't know what it's like. Probably in other countries, they've got different rules going on. Um, but it's good news. So that happened on Monday. That's when the official opening was, I believe. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people. There was probably a lot of people on the Tuesday hungover in bed going, Fuck, I wish the public fucking stayed closed. I wish they stayed closed. You know, I don't get. There was this thing during lockdown where you could order pints to the house and a lad would turn up to your house in a van he'd open up the boot and he'd be able to give you pints on tap which sounds good but they were nearly the same price as the point the pints you'd pay for in the pub and i don't really know if it's worth it to be honest but uh everyone different different strokes different folks and at the same time i suppose you were giving a bit of money back as well um but paying six euro to drink a pint out of the back of a van i'm not quite sure about that now and this uh, this outdoor um, this outdoor crack, I don't know, I don't know. I just wish the weather would just perk itself up a small bit. Now, don't get me wrong, like fucking was good weather the last couple of fucking days, like nice bit of heat in it. But just in a moment like that, I don't know if it's the same everywhere in the world, but in a moment like that, the weather can change in Ireland, and it can go from a beautiful sunny day to a very very cold day, especially those clouds if they get in the way. I got sick. I was really sick there um, because, you know, the, when, you, when you're wearing the mask, I, you don't really, I didn't get a flu all year. I don't know if anyone else was the same, but I didn't get sick all week. So then there was a couple of days there where I was outside. I didn't have the mask on me. And then all of a sudden, I, um, I think the, the weather kind of changed when I was outside. It was nice and sunny and I went for a swim. And then when I got out of the water, it was really cold. And I remember thinking, Jesus, this is very cold. I thought it was warmer than this. And then the following day, I was sick. And I was sick for about a week. And um, uh, it just shows you that the weather can change just like that. So you got to be on top of it all the time. Um, but anyways, I hope you had a good time if you did go to the pub. And I hope you had the fucking crank. Logan Paul was fighting Floyd Mayweather. For those that are not familiar with Logan Paul, he's a YouTuber. A big time YouTuber. And he's one of the most famous people on the internet at the moment, I suppose. He's one of the most famous... Uh, Content makers, creators, whatever you want to, whoever you want to call him, I don't know what they call him, but he's making bank, and he fought 
Floyd Mayweather, who's probably the richest boxer to ever box. Maybe the richest sportsman, actually, now that I think about it. Um, Logan Paul got 20 million to fight Floyd Mayweather. But which is which is great. You know, if there's money to be made and you can make the money, then fucking go for it, bye. But it was a weird fight because there was no there was no referees for a start. So there's no judges for the boxing competition. There was no one sitting around the ring telling people what the score was. There was no um, decision to be made at the end of the fight. It was an exhibition fight. And yet, that's how much money Logan Paul made. 20 million. And you have to ask yourself, is he happy though? I'm sure he fucking is now at this point. Himself and the brother. Sorry, I don't know why I curse it. Himself and the brother, um, Jake Paul. Jake Paul recently knocked out MMA star. Retired MMA star, Ben Askren. And he made plenty of money there too. So the, the Paul family are making plenty of money. Apparently, um, Floyd Mayweather has earned over a billion dollars in his whole career. I think he said it's 1.2 billion now at this moment. A lot of people say he's got tax problems, but he never really brings that up. Sure, why would he? But apparently in his whole career, he's made 1.2 billion. Um, and uh, to put that into a bit of context, McGregor apparently has made... Well, apparently McGregor's net worth, if you're going off Google, is 120 to 200 million, which is a lot of money. But I do think that they give you these numbers, and here I am giving the numbers as well, but I think when they go on about these rich lists and the Forbes rich lists and the top earning sports stars, I think probably they're only doing it really to make you jealous so you can be like, fuck, they've got so much money, now I want to do that. You're going to get... What's going to happen with... YouTube and it's already happening and this is how cute they are this is how cute YouTube is Logan Paul they're going to keep firing money at you they're going to keep setting him up for different uh, competitions and different ways that he can make huge amounts of money because in the grand scheme of things 20 million for a fight is pennies to YouTube and what's going to happen there is that people are going to look at that they're going to look at Logan Paul and Jake Paul and go fuck they only started off on YouTube they, and now look at how much money they're making. Look, they're fighting the greatest boxer that ever boxed, maybe. Some people would say he's the greatest boxer ever. But he's in the ring anyways, and he's making big money. And now people are looking at those lads, the Paul brothers, and saying, fuck, these lads are only making videos on YouTube, and yet they have the whole world looking at them. I know not everybody's interested in sports entertainment, but at the same time, you can't neglect the fact that they've made big money, and mostly it came down, if not all, it came down to YouTube was a lot of MMA stars, for example, giving out saying, how come they made so much money when we actually put our life on the line day in, day out, and we train every single day and uh, get into a cage, and yet we make a pittance. And the heat is beginning to the heat is beginning to get turned up on Dana White. I believe in the next couple of years, maybe three or four more, you'd, maybe four or five years, Dana White... And his empire is going to come crumbling down because that man is making too much money. That's pure greed now. I think he needs to start spreading the wealth a bit more um, because at the end of the day, Dana White, it is his business, but he needs to sort of share the wealth a bit more because there's no he doesn't need any more money. What's it for? Maybe it's for his grandchildren, I don't know. Um, but why do boxers make more money than MMA fighters? Well... Some people say because boxing is more established, it's been around for a lot longer. MMA has been on the go. Well, UFC, you could say, has been on the go for a lot uh, shorter time period and 
the likes of Pride, which was the um, the Japanese competition where lads be fighting. Um, that's it has to be in a round basically as long as boxing. So boxing is more established. There's more promoters and organisations in boxing too. MMA is very much UFC heavy. You have obviously Bellator and you've got uh, Cage Warriors and you've got the Polish ones where it's like cruel dudes and all the different organisations that are out there. But really it's UFC heavy. So you don't really get the bidding wars that you would get when you get the boxing. You know, there's different kind of organisations and promoters yanking up the price a small bit. So when it comes down to it, the likes of Floyd Mayweather or Anthony Joshua or um, uh, Tyson Fury or Muhammad Ali, they would have made big money. But in saying that, apparently the lower down boxers, they don't make fuck all as well. So I don't know. It's uh, six of one and half a dozen of the other. So anyways, I was saying about Floyd Mayweather making plenty of bank. And it's it's a bit of a genius move in fairness to him because he's kind of fighting this YouTuber who... Never really had a chance to beat him. But there was obviously a, a boxer's chance of knocking Floyd Mayweather out. So he took that chance. But really, Floyd Mayweather is as good as retired. And yet, he's still making more money than any active MMA fighter. Which is crazy when you think about it like that. I have to ask you this question. What would you buy with that kind of money? Even the 20 million that Logan Paul got. What would you buy? And the thing about it is, what if, if you had 20 million and you bought a load of stuff, you got a nice house, swimming pool, you'd probably get yourself a Ferrari, or I'd get myself a Dodge Viper maybe. Um, I would get myself a swimming pool. I'd probably end up moving to, I don't know why, but it's always like in my mind to move to America for some reason. And then deep down I know that that's not the thing to do, but it, my uh, sort of materialistic mind would say, move to America, move out there to L.A., if you got 20 million in the bank account, start rubbing shoulders with the big boys. Maybe see if you can get yourself into an old Jason Statham movie and then go from there. But deep down, you know, that probably would make me happy. Anyways, I'd be over there in Hollywood and I'd, I'd have plenty of money. And on the outside, people would be thinking, Jesus, your man looks so happy. He looks so happy and he's doing so well. He's in Jason Statham's movie and he's in Fast and the Furious 28 with fucking Ben Diesel. And he looks very happy. But chances are I probably wouldn't see much of my family or my friends. or I wouldn't get to walk across the green fields in Mayo. Smell the cow shite. And I, you know what, who am I fooling? I'd love to be over there. Anyways, swiftly moving on to the Gooch. No, I'm not talking about the ex-footballer for County Kerry, Colin Cooper. Or Colin Cooper, I should say. I'm talking about the actual Gooch, the no man's land between your your testicles and your uh, flute um, and I, I, I'm not trying to be disgusting but let's just talk about it and then we can forget about it forever okay now what is the purpose of this no man's land um, well the answer might surprise you it's the purpose is to just create a bit of distance between your balls and, and your fart box um, now I'm not again I'm not trying to be crude for the sake of being crude this is our bodies. We need to look inside ourselves, explore ourselves, not just spiritually or not just emotionally or mentally, but also physically. There's nothing wrong with exploring yourselves. So often growing up, I felt this um, I felt this guilt about appreciating my own body. You know, of course, you know, it was always you want to get in shape, you want to get a six pack, you want to get muscles. But 
sexual and erogenous sort of uh, feelings towards myself are fine too. And if that's what you're up to, and if you want to fucking pleasure yourself and do all those things, go for it. Enjoy yourself. Don't have any of that guilt, right? Now, obviously, the gooch is, doesn't really have much to do with what I've just said there, but they do call it the most neglected part of the body. And the reason why that is because, you know, we've traveled to almost every corner of this planet and yet we don't truly know our own body. You know, there's unknown tribes in the Amazon. There's natives in Australia who we haven't really, you know, discovered fully yet. There's people living in, in Roscommon that we, we don't know much about. But not many areas on this planet have seen less exploration than the Gooch. Okay. And again, it's just that strip of land. It's like it's like a disused airport, and it's that strip of land. And I, you know, I'm not. I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to ask this question. I don't know. Okay, but do women have a gooch? I don't know the answer to that. And again, I'm not trying to be crude. I'm just curious. And if you don't, it's fine. And if you do, brilliant, great. Let's talk about it sometime. I do know that men have a gooch. It's about an inch long. It's about half an inch in diameter. And to me, it's pointless. But some people believe it's. It's an erogenous zone. Um, the scientific term is called the perineum. And um, they don't call it the special place for nothing. That's what some people do call it. I mean, I don't call it that, but that's what some people do call it. Other people were saying the gooch is a bit like the period between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. Nobody really knows what's going on. Um, and let's speak in erogenous zones. Well, and we're going to move on to something else now. But it just came to my attention during the week because I've seen Colin the Gooch Cooper. He was doing some interview in the paper and I thought, fuck, he must be sickened that his nickname is the Gooch. Like, that's probably the worst nickname in sports entertainment, the Gooch. If I was him, I would have said, listen, can you just call me fucking, uh, let me see, Colin Cooper, what could we call him? Um, Mr. Coupon or something like that. I don't know. It's better than Gooch anyway. Um, but the erogenous zones, and it's not just the the willy or the, the vagina or the nipples or the lips oh no the scalp is an erogenous zone oh, also too are the ears which of course I know very well I'm, I get very turned on when people kiss my ears in case anyone out there ever sees me on the street and wants to nibble away at the old soft part of my ear um, the small of the back we all know that that's a very very um, sensitive spot I know it is for me anyway the lower stomach apparently is an erogenous, erogenous zone, excuse me. So like, you know, tickling the, the, the lower stomach, uh, massaging it, do whatever you want to do. This is an interesting one that I discovered. The armpits. I don't know if anyone knew that, but the armpits are an erogenous zone. I know they're sort of a bit kinky. If you want to, People are really into tickling and um, rubbing the, the armpits. But for me, it just doesn't work. I'm not turned on by the armpits at all. The wrists, yeah. The wrists are definitely a big turn on and the palm of the hand they say is a, a really big turn on and that's another one that really um, surprised me behind the knee so if you're there with your partner and you're looking to bring your relationship to the next level just say to them do you mind if I you know tickle the back of your knee they might say to you what are you talking about trust me trust me no what what trust me and, you know, obviously have fun. Lube up the back of your knee and let me know how you get on. The final one that I'm going to go with and then we're going to move on to um, the next part of the podcast is the feet. Now, the feet we all know 
are a very, very, very erogenous zone. Some people are really into the feet. Now, I don't get that at all. I like feet. I mean, they're, they're nice enough to look at. But for me, they're just kind of, you know, uh, lower down hands. I don't think they're as nice as the, the hands. I mean, I'm, I'm attracted to hands, but I'm not attracted to feet. But you see some people on videos, and I won't give names, but you see them and they'll be sucking the toes. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, would you just relax? And they just really get deep into the sucking of the toes. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent here. Let's move on to the next topic. Very happy that the shops are back open again. Do we have any fans out there of the second-hand shops? If you do, there's um, really good shops. Well, I mean, all over Ireland there's very good shops, but I find that the the hospice ones are very good. I find that they have very good stuff in there. They have, you know, the different ones, the RSVP, the St. Vincent, there's Age Action, but I find the hospice ones to be really good. There's a great one, by the way, if you're, if you're in Dublin and you're looking for a bit of furniture, there's an age action on Camden Street, I think. Now, I don't know if they've opened up yet, but I do know that all the second-hand shops in Mayo have opened up. And just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Back in the 90s, you know, you'd, there'd be hand-me-downs you'd get from your cousins or you'd give the cousins clothes or that kind of stuff, you know. But nowadays, I think second-hand shops have taken over that position and any clothes that you don't need, do give them to the second-hand shop if you get a chance. They're delighted to take them. And, you know, you get to go in there as well. And I like to I like to wear other people's clothes. That really turns me on. Um, but anyways, we won't go back into that. I bought a book there the other day. And it was the Michael Jackson book. I kind of felt a bit bad buying it because I thought, am I putting money into the pocket of a, of a paedophile? Or even was he one? I don't know. Nobody, nobody really knows. Some people are so sure he was. And some people are so sure he wasn't. But anyways, I bought his book for 50p the other day. And 50 cent, I should say. And I thought that that was an absolute bargain. And so far, I've got as far as him just... You just have to leave him the Jackson 5. Well, actually, the Jacksons. Because they had to give the name Jackson 5. Um, someone else... Basically, they'd sign the name after someone else so they couldn't continue with the name Jackson 5. So they had to go back to the Jacksons. And now he's hanging out with Diana Ross. And she used to teach him how to appreciate art and paint and... They used to go to museums and everything together. and God knows what other kind of shite they got up to. But anyways, Michael Jackson, you know, say what you want about him. He was a bloody, bloody good singer. And I'm looking forward to the parts where he starts talking about Billie Jean and the likes. And hopefully, hopefully it'll inspire me to, I don't know, do the moonwalk maybe. Um, But uh, it's great that the second-hand shops are open again because, you know, they're they're cheap enough. Even though they are getting expensive too. And there's someone making bank off them. And it's great that I hope that that money is going to the charities. But um, sometimes you hear about those CEOs in the charities and they're driving around in a bloody 5 Series BMW. Anyways, I'm not having a go. It's good to shop local. Another thing as well, before we get on to the next topic is, um, you know, this crack when you walk into a shop and they're like, sorry, do you mind, do you mind sanitizing? Like, no, I don't mind sanitising, right? And you sanitise your hands. And there was this lady, right? And I'll tell you the town it happened in. It happened in bloody Ballyhonus. And she goes, do you mind sanitising your hands again? And I looked at her and I was like thinking, I, I fucking put sanitizer on the hands. 
but for some reason she wasn't happy with the amount of squirts that I gave onto the hand. So she said, do you mind sanitizing your hands again? I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, you must be getting commission for the bottle, yeah? And I did, I sanitized the hand again, but she said thank you in a very passive-aggressive way. And I just I just walked over to the, uh, to the second-hand shirt section and left it at that. But I was, it was a bit pissed off and I noticed there was a bit of tension in the air with people in general. And some lad in Tesco, who, this this really annoyed me. I was in Tesco, right? And I had done me shopping and I, I had taken a box from Tesco from one of the aisles. I think it was the fruit and veg aisle. And I'd thrown all my shopping into it. And I was carrying this big box out the door. And I, I was, I could see where I was going, but I just walked out the left door of Tesco. And he goes, no. He goes, no, no. And I was like, what? I thought I'd drop something. He goes, no, there. And he pointed to the arrows. Now, I know the arrows are there for a reason. You better follow these new arrows on the ground like a fucking lemming. And I understand. I I get it. I get it. But he was kind of annoying me. Like, and he had, he. I thought I was going to see a name badge for Tesco. And fair enough, if you're the manager or someone that works in Tesco, you know, that's your place. I'm going in there to take shopping from you. I understand where you're coming from. But this was just some random lad going in to do a bit of shopping. And I was just... Oh, I was pissed off, so I was. I was very pissed off, but that's the way things are. And I wonder if those arrows are going to stick around for the long term. Is it going to be a case where when you do walk into a shop, you're going to have to follow the arrows all the way around? And everyone, if you were to look at everyone sort of from a bird's eye view, we'd look completely like robots. Now, this final question comes in from a randomer, and I won't give their name. But it's the question is this. My best friend wants to date me and have a relationship. What should I do? What do you think they should do, folks? Should they have a relationship with their friend? It doesn't say if it's a best friend or it's a close friend or if it's somebody that they've just recently become acquaintances with. But they're wondering, should they go on dates with a friend of theirs? Somebody that you know. I'm going to presume that they know them fairly well and that they spend a lot of time together and that the friendship is important to both of them well I would say go for it because it could be amazing times between the two of you between the sheets on the streets conversations flowing you know everything about each other already you'll be comfortable around each other and that means when you get down to the you know the brass tacks of the whole situation you could have a lot of fun you know as I said you know a lot of the reference points about each other you, um, you continue the friendship the way it's going continue to do it the way you're doing it and at the end of the day we'll all be dead someday so you may as well go out there and enjoy yourself and i believe that yeah go for it hook up with your friend have some of the best fucking sex you can ever have and then go on like nothing has changed you know and then it could get to a point where it could be awkward if you decide that you know for example one of you doesn't like the other one after you have sex because that can change something altogether that can change the dynamic completely between two people because you can't do anything that's not that it's all about the old sex but at the same time if you do if you do have sex with somebody it changes your relationship with that person completely for the rest of your life no matter what because there's nothing more physical you can do with somebody unless of course you're rolling around with them wrestling even and even sex is more than that because it's kind of like wrestling except there's a bit more going on if you know what I'm talking about or don't you know I mean I'm not saying you have to 
hook up with your friend, it may very well be the end of the friendship. So just be aware of that too. I dated a friend before. We were friends for about five years from the same town. And we weren't awful close, but we were friends. We'd talk bits and bobs here and there. You'd see each other in the street. You'd have the conversations. You'd have the crack. You'd go for a few beers now and then. And, uh, you know, we hooked up. We got together. We sort of crossed the line. of We went from friendship to a different form of relationship, a sexual relationship. That's what you want to call it. But the friendship itself kind of stayed the same. The conversation was the same, but then it also felt a bit weird because we had, it was almost like we had broke the rules and now there was no going back. And my relationship with that person has definitely changed. We're still not, we're not as close as we used to be. And uh, that's one of the risks you do take in that scenario. So just be aware of that too, that you're taking a risk. But at the end of the day, no risk, no reward. And I do believe that even if you do hook up with this person and after, you know, after a while you decide that it's not working out, the relationship, yes, the friendship will be probably a bit weird. But there's good news. After another couple of years, two or three, four years maybe, you'll probably come back around again and you'll have a new layer to add to the friendship. And you'll be so close because you've had sex. You know, that's how close you're going to be. And on top of that, and on top of that, I don't have anybody like this, but there's plenty of people that do. Who knows, maybe like five years from now, you could have a, a friends with benefits sort of friendship, which some people love. It's very popular nowadays. Very popular to have friends that you just meet up with, you have a few beers with, you have sex with, and then you go about your daily business and that's it. You don't have to celebrate birthdays together you don't have to celebrate christmas together you don't have to celebrate valentine's day together but it's a relationship where you're connecting with this other person and that's fine at the end of the day we're just a load of animals running around on a planet not knowing what's going on not knowing how long we're here for so if you do decide to have a relationship with your best friend you did say best friend so i'm kind of cautious about that now i mean if you're feeling something with them, go for it. But if you're not, I would say leave it. Please do let me know what you think about that. And let me know how you get on. And anyone out there who's got an opinion on that, please let me know what you think. If you've been in that similar situation, please get in touch on gmail.com. Well, that's all we got time for this week's folks. Thanks very much for joining me. Really do appreciate it. Um, thanks for all the support in the podcast. I really do appreciate that too. And uh, looking forward to seeing you very soon. I'm going to be going to Wild Roots in Ballina, or, Wild Roots in Sligo on the 14th, I think, of August. So if you're around for that, if you want to go to that, let me know. Or if you want to go to any of my gigs in October, November time, please do get in touch and I'll figure something out with you. We can make a nice little plan for ourselves and we can maybe communicate physically, not just virtually, but physically. So, And, and besides that, if you want to get in touch before then, Always, my virtual door is open, oncolly at gmail.com. Do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. And besides that, have a lovely weekend. Take care of yourselves. It's going to be a scorcher out there. Make sure you put the sunscreen on. Bye-bye.